G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. Have you ever needed a miracle? A powerful, supernatural, miraculous intervention from God? And when you were in need, did Jesus actually show up? Hi, I'm Bernie Diamond, and welcome again to the program as we take another look at signs, wonders and miracles from a different perspective. I'm going to throw something out there today, something that might upset a few people, but hey, I'm going to throw it out there anyway. The reason we sometimes miss out on miracles is that we're too comfortable being the victim of our circumstances. Does that make you squirm just a little bit? Here's what I'm talking about. I know plenty of people who are so comfortable in their misery that the thought of a miracle to lift them out of that misery is incredibly unsettling. I know of people who are now third and fourth generation long-term unemployed, relying generation after generation on government handouts, government housing, government welfare to get by. Now, don't get me wrong. There are many people who are unemployed for good and valid reasons. For some, it's short-term. For some, it's a tragic, lifelong situation of ill health or, or disability. I totally get that. But there are many people who are so comfortable in their welfare dependence... They just aren't interested in getting out there, getting skilled up, hunting down a job and going to work. That's a real-life example of how people can become comfortable in their misfortune. Have you ever met anyone and all they do is complain? They complain about their lot, this is no good, that's not fair. But you reach out and try and help them, befriend them, lend them a practical hand to help them improve their lot, and they almost bite your hands off. What? Help? change? What's the matter with you? They're comfortable in their situation, comfortable to whinge and complain, but not to do anything much about it. In this series called Signs, Wonders and Miracles, we're taking a good hard look at the eight signs or miracles that Jesus performed, which are recorded in John's Gospel, the fourth book of the New Testament. And today we're going to meet one such person, a man stuck in his misery, who did the same thing over and over again, only problem was, it didn't work. It wasn't making his lot better. And then one day, Jesus walks into his life and turns everything upside down. So let's have a read John chapter 5, beginning at verse 1. After this, there was a feast of the Jews, and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. Now, there is in Jerusalem by the Sheep Gate a pool in Aramaic called Bethesda, which has five roofed colonnades. In these lay a multitude of invalids, blind, lame, paralysed, One man was there who had been an invalid for 38 years. When Jesus saw him lying there and knew that he had already been here a long time, he said to him, Do you want to be healed? And the sick man answered him, Sir, I have no one to put me in the pool when the water is stirred up, and while I'm going, another steps down before me. Jesus said to him, Get up, take up your bed, and walk. At once the man was healed, and he took up his bed and walked. Now that day was the Sabbath, so the Jews said to the man who had been healed, 
It is the Sabbath. It's not lawful for you to take up your bed. But he answered them, the man who healed me, that man said to me, take up your bed and walk. They asked him, who is the man that said to you, take up your bed and walk? Now, the man who had been healed didn't know who it was, for Jesus had withdrawn as there was a crowd in that place. Afterwards, Jesus found him in the temple and said, see, you are well. Sin no more that nothing worse may happen to you. The man went away and told the Jews that it was Jesus who had healed him. And this is why the Jews were persecuting Jesus, because he was doing these things on the Sabbath. But Jesus answered them, My father is working until now, and I am working. So what's the deal here at the Pool of Bethesda? Well, for starters, the word Bethesda means house of mercy or house of grace. That's not a bad start. And both Jews and pagans went down there with the belief that there was healing to be had there. We learn elsewhere that they believed that an angel would occasionally come and stir up the water and the first one in would be healed. Problem was, people had been there for years and they'd never been healed. I mean, imagine this man's problem. He's lame. He's getting down to the pool. He's going to take some time and effort. So a guy with, let's say, a cold or an ingrown toenail jumps in first and whammo, he misses out again. Where's the grace in that? Where's the mercy in that, huh? Both Jew and Gentile, believer and pagan, used to go down there and sit there day after day, year after year. We don't know if anyone was ever healed, but it seemed that this place was not such a raging success. It didn't seem to be living up to its reputation. People went down there with a bit of a religious wishing well mentality, and this man whom Jesus ultimately heals in this story is a bit like that. What's Einstein's definition of insanity? Doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. Well, well, that's where this fellow seems to have been at. He's been an invalid for 38 years. That's an incredibly long time. Goodness only knows how long he's been down here every day at this pool, facing the misery and hopelessness of his situation. Remember, there was no government disability pension on offer back then from the Romans in the first century. How many of us are living our lives like that? A a difficult marriage, a wayward child, a deep nagging sense of inadequacy or or low self-esteem, an addiction of some sort. And we just sit there day after day with that wishing well mentality, imagining somehow that one day things are going to get better. But on the other hand, kind of content just to sit there in our muck and our squalor, never really expecting anything to change, never, never even wanting it really to change. And then... In walks Jesus. There were lots of people around the pool of Bethesda that day. Probably there were some even more deserving of healing that day than this man. But Jesus walked up to this guy. Why? Well, he kind of tells us that a few verses down in John chapter 5, verse 19. So Jesus said to them, Truly, truly, I say to you, the Son can do nothing of his own accord, but only what he sees the Father doing. For whatever the Father's doing, the Son does likewise. Why does Jesus go down to this guy? Because he's the guy that Dad in heaven is going to heal today. There's a lesson in that alone for you and me. Do what Dad's doing and nothing else. The reason that this is such a powerful miracle with such a powerful message for us today is that it speaks of Jesus walking into the mundane situation to a guy who perhaps wasn't quite as zealous as he could have been in improving his lot. And Jesus just does it. And what's the first thing that Jesus asks him? He asks him, so, do you want to be healed? If Jesus asked you that question, come on, honestly, what would your answer be? Well, how does the guy respond? Does he say, yes, straight off the bat? No. 
he gives Jesus the excuse why he hasn't yet been healed, an excuse that comes right out of that victim's wishing well mentality. Sir, I have no one to put me down into the pool when the water's stirred up, and while I'm going, another steps down before me. He's seeing things through the lens of his circumstances. He's looking from the bottom up, not from the top down. Jesus has just walked into his life. So what does Jesus do? He commands healing. Jesus said to him, get up, take up your bed, walk. And at once the man was healed and he took up his bed and he walked. To that man's credit, he did get up, he did walk. A whole bunch of people weren't happy about it, but hey, Jesus had just come into his life and he was walking and that was a huge miracle for that guy. You know what I believe? I believe that today, through the power of his word, Jesus has just walked into your life, into your same old, same old situation, into your particular personal need for healing or help or or an emotional touch or a hug of encouragement. And there's just one question he's going to ask you. So do you want to be healed? My friend, when he asks you that question, as he just has, what's your answer? In this postmodern high-tech age, doing family, being family, is more difficult than it's ever been. That's why so many families are being torn apart, which is why I'd love to send you a free copy of my latest life application booklet, Healing for Broken Families. And with the questions at the end of each chapter, you'll be able to chew things over to apply God's Word right into the realities of your family's life. Because his word is alive and active. Amen. So I'm praying that God will pour his love out right there in the middle of your family through this booklet. You can request your free copy right now. Just stop by at ChristianityWorks.com or give us a call toll free on 1300 722 415 and we'll send it straight out to you in the post. Again, that's ChristianityWorks.com or 1300 722 415. Hey, thank you so much for joining me. I'm Bernie Diamond, and I'll catch you again same time tomorrow with a different perspective. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.